Ronananian. I showed her the cuts, and she looked at them, and she said, I wonder if he would do that. And I was like, if who would do what? Well, my ex-husband, but I moved here to get away from him. Okay, then. The 2015 Toyota, the flat tire, and the ex-husband, like, holy cow. Boing, we have a winner. Things that make you go, hmm. The car doctor. The one side mirror was 975 bucks. The other side mirror was $740. A $2,000 mirror repair. I just, and he, he was happy to pay it. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, things that make you go, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines if you can in this sub-zero cold. Ron and Amy and the car doctor here at 855-560-9900. Here to talk to you about your automobile. And hopefully it's doing well in the polar vortex that's sweeping all across North America right now. Well, most of North America. Although I hear people in Florida are complaining that it's down to 60 degrees in certain parts. So they're just freezing down there. I've heard the talk about they're going to buy these things called jackets soon. But uh, I don't have any proof of that. It's just a rumor. Um, Ron and Andy, the car doctor at your service, accompanied by Mad Motor Mike and Big Tom Ray as we Hello. continue to you know, try and stay warm this week, fellas. Right? Cold week. I tell you, you know, we found out something in this weather. What's that? Well, Mike's teeth chatter, but the interesting thing is we've turned it into an act. Uh, Mike, I'm going to open the door. Ready? What do you think? Um, I think I'll come back to doing the show. Is that okay? Darn. Darn. So, but nice try. Nice opening. Um, we thought it would be a little fun this hour, and we appreciate you guys letting us uh, clown around with you as we kick off this hour of the car doctor. Uh, we want to talk about the cold. It was, it was beyond cold. We had new cars not starting. We had old cars not starting. We had people stuck in all kinds of crazy weather. And uh, Tom pointed out to me yesterday or the day before that one of our affiliates, WATN up in Watertown, New York, had some real issues. I mean, serious life and death stuff. And just to talk about, you know, our concern is that we all think our cars are so, you know, they're made so well, they're computerized, nothing could go wrong. But the weather, Mother Nature, you know, it's still not nice to fool with Mother Nature. And we thought we'd go up and talk to Ken Martin. He's the operations manager for W18 up there in Watertown, New York. And uh, we're happy to have him. We're happy to know that everybody up there is faring well or better than they were. Ken, welcome to the car doctor, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, How much snow did you guys get? Uh, in Watertown, they're saying that we got about three to four feet at once. Uh, just, just yeah, just south of Watertown in Adams and Adams Center. Now, mind you, that's that's maybe five, ten miles down the road. They got upwards of six feet at once. At at once because of the lake effect snow. Yes. Wow. Wow. Now, lake effect is really lake effect is really weird because it can affect like a ten mile swath, and if you go either side of it. You know, you can get nothing, uh, but this the swath, this band of stuff coming off of Lake Ontario, it kind of shuffled north and south a little bit, and it hit Adams and Adams Center, which is just south of Watertown, pretty much all day on uh, Thursday. But then in, like, around noon, it moved north into the Watertown area, and I think it took a lot of people by surprise in Watertown just how much it can dump, and we got 
you know, uh, a foot, two feet like that. Wow. Uh, before it moved in right around noon and by uh, afternoon drive, trying to get home in the afternoon, it was like total uh, total whiteout conditions. Now, you you just can't prepare your car for something like that, right? What did, did, <laughs> you know, Do you go into your mechanic and say, hey, I want to get ready for sub-zero, four feet, five feet of snow? All at no. once. What can the poor What can the poor garage mechanic do? Nothing. The car is at at Mother Nature's mercy. Absolutely. I mean, they there are they do offer you know your winter checkups and things like that, but uh, that's about all you can do. And I think to that point, you know, the the best you can do as the garage owner, the best you can do as the vehicle owner, is the maintenance and the winter check puts you at the best possible advantage. Can we say? But when Mother Nature has her mindset, yeah, she has her mindset. It's, it's oh, it's over. Um, for, absolutely. There, there was something Tom was telling me. Is it Route 11, U.S. Route 11 up there that that was shut down and the truckers were stuck and nothing moved and everything was snowbound and they, right. they well, were evacuating Governor people. Cuomo, yeah, Governor Cuomo and the state of New York decided that because of the because of the severity of the lake effect snows that they thought that it would be a good idea to get the the trucks and buses off of route off of uh, route 81 the main route that goes through here so 81 was closed to buses and trucks pretty much from Syracuse all the way up to the Canadian border and uh, obviously the truckers still had to get their stuff through and so the next best route was route 11 it runs parallel for a you know all the way through most of uh, northern Lewis County and southern Jefferson County. And so they decided to go ahead and, and try to get their their wares through on Route 11. Well, <laughs> Route 11's got a nice great big hill uh, that nobody could get up. And the fact that it's it's just one lane both directions. So Route 11 was completely a mess uh, all the way from Adams, Adams Center, pretty much all the way through Watertown as as. They literally had to tow trucks up this hill uh, in Adams, and it actually caused some problems with the first responders trying to get to somebody who apparently had had a heart attack. Well, they had to go out and take the snowmobiles to get to the guy who had the heart attack because Route 11 was um, impassable. Right, so it, it, it sort of became that the cars and trucks were just useless. Now we're down to snowmobiles. That's how bad the weather was for you guys. Absolutely, yes. And then it even gotten to that point on Thursday night in Watertown, in the city of Watertown proper. They even got so bad in, in Watertown itself on Thursday night with that lake effect snow that the city pulled the plows off of the road because it was too dangerous for them to be there. So we went several hours with snow coming down at one to two inches an hour where the roads weren't plowed in the city of Watertown. Now, are, have you guys dug out yet? What are the conditions like now? Conditions now are actually are not too bad. We're in the upper 20s. Uh, the roads are starting to, uh, you know, uh, to melt a little bit. Uh, city of Watertown and whatnot doesn't doesn't believe in salt. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. New Jersey, New Jersey does. I said to my wife this morning, you know, you had to see at Route 17 and all up and down Route 80 here in North Jersey. As as you're watching from the other side of the road, it looked like the dust bowl. Everything is just yeah. swirling up swirls of white and chemical, and I can't help but think of all the chemical that's going into the water base and and and, and the lakes and, and then and, and, and the cars onto the cars yeah. as well. Yeah, yep. um, yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, you know in, in the coming months and years. There's going to be an awful lot of cars. I believe they're going to be affected by all the calcium chloride and the chemicals that were 
we're driving on top of right now. The roads are white. It's beyond. It's ridiculous. It's beyond. I don't yeah, know what they well, were expecting. It's it's eighty one is that way for sure. Uh, but I mean, beginning tomorrow around noon or so, uh, we're supposed to be have having two days above freezing with temperatures on Monday getting close to fifty, and so that's going to. You know, if you take three or four feet of snow, expose it to a 50-degree temperature, and now you got flooding concerns. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be a great time in Watertown in the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, you guys are, what, about 30 miles from the Canadian border? Uh, about that. And, 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 and the stretch yeah. of road that they shut, Ken, we're talking to Ken Martin. He's a Watertown, New York, uh, WATN, our affiliate up there, operations manager. Ken, you know, the stretch of road that they shut, how long? Five miles, six miles? You mean for 81 or yeah, 11? 80, eight, both, either or. Uh, well, 81, I mean, 11 was open, but that was, I mean, it was effectively shut down because traffic wasn't going anywhere and, and trucks couldn't get up the hill. 81, I would say that uh, pretty much, it, we're talking about a 30-mile stretch at least that was shut down by the city. And, and, I'm sorry, by the state. And, and then are, is that plowed, do you think, or do they have to go out now and dig that out? No, 81? No, 81 is plowed. I mean, and they, they're very good about that. They are constantly out there. But you got to think about snow coming down at the rate of two inches an hour. I mean, how many plows do you need to have on 81 to keep it, you know, from getting clogged up or, yeah. you know, uh, preventing people from trying to travel? And part of the, you know, God love our military, and I mean, I salute them for doing it, but we have Fort Drum here in the area, and that's a big, big army base, and so, and they import people from all over the country. So you, you know, you were talking about Florida earlier. I mean, you've got people and, and troops that are from Florida, Georgia, that have never seen snow in their entire <laughs> lives. Yeah, I don't mean to laugh, but you're right. It's got to be a culture shock to them. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Fort Drum on on uh, Thursday and Friday was closed. They they canceled the duty day because I guess they finally figured out that some of their troops didn't know how to drive in this stuff, and it was too dangerous for them to uh, to try to make it to work. Hey, let me you know, because they still because they don't because they have, you're talking about preparing your your car again. Culture shock. A lot of them hadn't prepared for the winter, and they even don't even have you know snow tires on their car. Right. Right. Hey, Ken. Before trying to drive, you know, trying to drive, uh, trying to drive around this stuff. You know, people going off of the side of the road into the ditch. Uh, I've even <laughs> there's a big Amish population here as well. Obviously, they don't have snow tires. They don't have engines, and it, it's but they have horses. And for some, I have a picture on our website or on our Facebook page of a, of a, an Amish buggy that kind of went off into the side and needed a, a horse tow truck. A horse tow truck. Is that an Amish horse tow truck? No, I can't go there. That's that's uh, yeah. That's a uh, hey. Let me ask you real quick before I let you go, Ken. Did your car start, or did you just stay at the station for three days? My car started, fortunately, but I did have to before all of this nonsense. I ran into the problem. My car is about two years old, and so I did run into it where my car wouldn't start, and it was just the battery that needed to be replaced on a two-year-old um, car. On a two-year-old car. Wow, yeah. that's what that's what the cold does. That's you know, that's the effect of and, – and I think to a large degree that goes down to credits to the car manufacturers for making such good product. When you think about the diversity of temperature and operating environment they have to build a car for, but, you know, they can't get it perfect because of the variance and uh, – it's it's good to hear yours started and um you know it's yeah it's just it started up I still I right now I think that I've got a small problem with it's a Subaru WRX 2017 um 
the electronics in this thing, I mean, obviously, I used to have uh, a 92 uh, Subaru SVX, which I loved. I had that car for 20 years. Didn't have nearly as much electronics on it as this one does. It's like it's been into the shop a couple of times for the electronics and particularly the uh, the, the the monitoring of the traffic or, the, you know, like the rear backup camera right. and things like that. I think that there's a problem with it. It's not telling me on the dashboard that there's a problem, but it doesn't seem to be complaining if I come up on somebody uh, quickly anymore that it's, you know, I don't know, maybe it, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's working, so i got to get it into the shop. You, you know what the biggest problem with all the sensors and bumpers and rear, rear of the vehicle is? It, truthfully, it's the the amount of dirt. So if the car is dirty at all, if it's not clean, I'm sure I'm, I'm guessing maybe yours is cleaner than most. But up there, yeah. it's, it's 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 you know it's got to be tough keeping it clean with all the with all the uh, snow and slop and everything else. But all these sensors are affected by something as simple as Mother Nature, and it yeah. will it will clog the sensors, it will block the cameras, it will have you know demonstrative effect that it just nothing works right but um yeah you know yeah. keeping it clean we'll see what happens help. once it gets a little warmer on monday and yeah. maybe has a chance to, to, to melt off all of the the, yeah. the, the crap yeah. that's on the car yeah. <laughs> so, well listen ken we're glad you guys made it through and we're glad to hear things are slowly coming back to normal up in watertown new york and uh, we want to thank you for being part of the car doctor family and taking the time today pleasure thank you so much for uh, for having me on you're very welcome i'm ron and in the car doctor we are back right after this Write it on the wall so you don't forget to call for car advice done right. 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. I don't know if this is going to warm us up or not, but I'm cold after talking to Ken Martin up there at WATN. Um, let's, uh, let's get on over and talk to... Uh, Let's get on over and talk to Micah up in Maine, 15 Subaru Legacy, and uh, 30 below. Micah, how cold was it up there this past week? Oh, it wasn't really that cold. It got down to about 8 degrees. It was. It really wasn't too bad at all. Oh. I and mean, that was just Thursday. It warmed up after that. Oh, well. <laughs> That's got, nothing up here. Thank God it warmed up. Yeah, she was. Um, so uh, what's going on today with your Subaru? What can I do? What can I help you with? Well, it was actually the day before it got cold. It was only 30 degrees out, and we had some snow, and they came to plow me out, and I went to start the car, and it wouldn't start. My battery was dead. So I uh, called uh, Subaru's 2015. It's only got 28,000 miles on it. It's in great shape, as you know. Um, called AAA. They came and started me up, tried to do a test, but it was too dead for them to test it, and I drove it right down to the dealership because my dealership is good. They do good work, and it's still under the extended warranty that I purchased for it. Dealership, I know the service writer. He said, look, I don't think you need a battery. We're going to test it. We'll find out. But if you do need a battery, he said, I'm going to tell you, and he pulls me aside, don't buy it from us. I'm going to send you someplace else because he knows that, you know, what the prices are and everything. They tested it. Everything, uh, after they charged it and they tested it, it tested fine. They couldn't find any drain or any draw coming from any place, but the battery tested fine. They said there's an ECM flash, which they couldn't do that day, but they're going to do for me on Tuesday, and that that ECM flash is going to deal with the charging system that could cause this to go wrong, uh, the battery to go dead. But in this meantime, I've never had it go dead before, and it is three and a half years old, and I know that you said that three and a half, four years, is time to change a battery just as a matter of maintenance. So I have two questions for you. The first one is the ECM. What's that all about? What's it really going to be doing? 
And then the second question is, should I get a battery? And if I do, I have a couple of questions about that. Okay. The ECM part is they're just going to change the software, Micah. The, the ECM, back in the old days, a charging system was, was the alternator, a voltage regulator, and there, were, there was minimal, if any, electronics on the car, depending on how far back we go. Charging rate, the alternator itself, is now controlled by the powertrain control module on a lot of cars, the ECM, electronic control module, powertrain control module, ECM, PCM, same thing, really. What they're doing is they're going to change the software and change how that charge rate is perceived and how it works. What they do is they try to hold charging of the battery and running of the electrical system as far as the alternator is concerned to a minimum. Less alternator on time, better fuel economy, changes the emissions curve, and the vehicle gets better performance. In other words, they, they, they'll, in a sense, and it's, it's the easiest way to understand it is, in a sense, they're running the vehicle off the battery at times or at... at, at at a minimal output of the of the charging system, if you will. So they're going to change that. The software undoubtedly will increase alternator on time and, and possibly sacrifice maybe a slight bit of fuel economy or performance. But I don't know that it's going to be noticeable to you. In an EPA mileage test, yeah, they might notice it. It might it might come up as a, it might come up as an issue. But the car's sold now. And this is the one I never understood. They can actually modify the emission cycle or the EPA mileage rating of a vehicle now. The vehicle's, you know, it's done out the door over the curb. But, you know, it, it seems to me if it was important when you bought the car new, why isn't it important now? But that's, that's probably a long-winded cup of coffee conversation. Um, but that's what the ECM will do. They'll change, the, they'll change the charging characteristic capability of the PCM and allow it to possibly have more on time to keep the battery up to speed. As far as replacing... Can you hold me over the break for the second oh, part? Oh, yeah, absolutely. As far as replacing the battery, yeah, we're going to talk about that because the batteries are so critical. Micah, stay where you are. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Get on back to Mike up in Maine, running in the car doctor. Hey, Mike, so uh, you still there, sir? I'm right here. So the end of that thought is, yeah, the PCM software update is going to change the, the the way the vehicle operates. All right, um, as far as charging systems concerned. So that's number one. Number two, the second question was about the battery. Should I replace the battery? It's three and a half years old. It already lost the charge, completely went dead, which means I lose 10% of the cold cranking amps when it goes completely dead like that. Um, is it time to just get a new one? And if I do, I've been pricing them out here and there. They're all around the same. They all have the same warranties of only three years. And I actually found what looks like a great deal at Sam's Club for a Duracell battery. Exactly, It's a Group 25, fits my car. 625 cold cranking amps, and it's only $89, and it's a complete three-year full replacement warranty on it. I still like the idea of, well, here, first part of the question, should you replace it? Yes. I think once it goes through a deep freeze cycle like that, I think it's foolish to hang on to it because the battery is so critical today. I have fixed more than a few cars in the last two years with no start conditions, but also 
uh, can't shift out of park in extreme cold weather, can't operate properly until they warm up in extreme cold weather, from batteries, batteries that would very slowly crank the car and allow the car to start. But what I believe is the operating characteristic of the battery has affected the electronics on the vehicle, that the electronics can't recover, and it's affecting how that vehicle operates. So, yeah, I'm... The battery and the alternator, to me, are everything now. It's, 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 we're driving such a giant electronic device that the charging system, the electrical, everything behind it all counts for something. So out of peace of mind, out of knowing you did the best possible thing, yeah, put a battery in it. That's a, that's a no-brainer. To pick a battery, I'm going to tell you to go look for power frame grid technology. Absolutely the best, and I don't know I've if been, Go ahead. I've been trying to research that, and I can't find anything on it. I can't find a name brand or a place to go. I've all been right. looking all over the Internet. Go to autobatteries.com. Uh, just go to autobatteries.com. Plug in your car. Click on the Power Frame Grid Technology button, and they'll tell you who has Power Frame Grid Technology in their batteries. I know, for example, Advanced Auto Parts does, all right? Um, and you can pick one up there. Price, I don't know, Mike. I don't get into price point because, you know, that's marketing and everything else. I can only tell you what it's going to take to fix the car and not who made the best deal to sell the most of one thing, whether or not it does any good or not. Um, I like the idea of a three-year no-hassle warranty, but a lot of places do three-year no-hassle warranty. AC Delco does a three-year no-hassle warranty. Uh, I believe the advanced gold batteries are going to be a three-year exchange no-hassle warranty. So I don't know that the warranty is such a big selling point. Uh, you know, it's it's about the technology within that battery, and I think the power frame grid technology stuff is absolutely positively the best. Uh, it's come, it's 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 really been proven time and again over the last three, four years, five years, that um, you know that's the way to go. It does have deeper reserve, it does have better construction. They do last longer, and with batteries being so critical, I you know you you, you really want the best. You experienced it. You don't like going out there in the in the cold and it's not starting right. Ron, you tell me what to do, and that's what I always do. Yep. You know, you say jump off the bridge, I jump, right? No, I would never, I would never do that to you, Mike. I love you too much. <laughs> um, autobatteries.com, brother. Do some research there. If you got any questions, email me, Ron, at cardoctorshow.com, and I'll guide you accordingly. But, um, yeah, by all means, I'd put a battery in it. And also ask your Subaru dealer if once the battery's replaced, because I don't recall at the top of my head, I just want to point this out, a lot of vehicles today... Um, once you replace the battery, you have to do what we call a BSM, Battery Service Module Reset. And what that does is that tells the vehicle that the battery was replaced, and it affects how the okay. charging system operates and reacts to it. Now, Subaru, I'm trying to recall, um, Subaru may not have it yet. Honda has it. Ford has it. Um, we've seen it on some GM products. And I'm trying to think. I think we found a Subaru not too long ago, but I'd have to I'd have to have the scan tool in front of me to verify it. But it's just worth taking a look under either BCM or PCM and seeing if there's any BSM resets contained within the vehicle. But by all means, that has to be done. See, nothing simple anymore. Even just putting a battery in the car, you can't even do that. Everything's tied to the electronics on board. All right, sir. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Ron. You have a great day. You too, Micah. You take good care. Um, everything is involved, and everything is just nothing simple. And that's 
that's that's really the way it is. Hey, some tips from the uh, Car Care Council. I suppose this is kind of timely and up to the minute. Uh, the Car Care Council out of Bethesda, Maryland, uh, points out that sub-zero temperatures can have a real impact on your vehicles, according to Rich White, Executive Director of Car Care Council. Winter, winter, winter magnifies existing problems such as pings, hard starts, sluggish performance, and rough idling. And they go on to list some of the ideas and possibilities. Now, imagine you were up in Watertown, New York, and... You know, maybe some of this would have helped. Keep the gas tank at least half full. This decreases the chance of moisture forming in the gas lines and possibly freezing. You know, that's true. But it also, if you're stuck on Route 11 trying to make the hill outside of Watertown, New York, at least if you've got a half tank of fuel or better and you're sitting there stuck in traffic, the car can idle and keep running until you can possibly, you know, rescue shows up. And you're, 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 you're saved, okay? Checking tire pressure, including the spare. How many people forget to check the spare? Now, part of the problem I want to point out is that a lot of times spares don't get checked. is not just because they're buried in the trunk of the car, but because they're buried in the trunk of the car, and most of what the people have lived with somehow manages to find their way into the trunk, so you can't possibly get to the spare because you'd have to move out the trunk in order to get to the... So taking your car in for service... They don't need to see everything you've ever purchased for the last 28 years down at the local amusement park. They don't need to find all those stuffed teddy bears from 10 years ago. They don't need to find, you know, leftover Taco Bell wrappers from that family vacation to Cape Cod two years ago. Clean out the trunk. Make it easier for them to get to the spare tire so they can check the spare. Have the exhaust system checked for carbon monoxide leaks, which can be dangerous during cold weather when the windows are closed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's it's not supposed to sound like a Ferrari you know, when the windows are clear, hey, look at me, I'm sporty. No, 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 no. All right? It's, it's, there is a danger of exhaust leaks and carbon monoxide. And again, you've got to be worried if you're sitting in snow on a road somewhere and idling the car, if, as Ken Martin from WATN pointed out, if it's snowing two inches an hour and you're stuck there for a couple of hours and you can't get out of the vehicle, you got to think about keeping the tailpipe clear so that you know, it, it doesn't back up into the car that way also. Allow your car a little more time to warm up when temperatures are below freezing. You know, this is a real, this is a sticking point, all right? A lot of people have come out in the last three or four years and said you never need to let a car warm up. Yeah? Listen, it was three degrees at the house in North Jersey on, on, on Thursday, okay? It was three, it was, no, I'm sorry, it was three below zero at the house in North Jersey on, on Thursday. And I got out into the old truck, and God bless her her soul, she started right up. All right, the 97 Ranger, 215,000 miles on it. But I let it warm up. I probably fractured every EPA violation there ever was, according to all the you know people that are worried about everything that we're worried about today. But you know what? At least I knew, A, the cooling system didn't spring any leaks overnight from the sub-zero temperatures. B, the heater worked. Okay, and C, I could get to work safely, and I could clear the window with the defroster because... I had heat. So, you know, in sub-zero temperatures, in cold weather, yeah, let the car warm up. You stretch when you get out of bed in the morning. Let the car stretch a little bit and let it wake up. Change to low viscosity oil in winter as it will flow more easily. You can change viscosity of oil provided that it's within the manufacturer's recommended list. They'll give you a range. If you're running 020 in the, in the engine, you don't need to change yours. You're as thin as you need to get. But if 
the manufacturer calls for 020 and you're running 520, 530, or 540 because you know better and your uncle Billy Bob told you that's what you normally do in cars, guess what? He's wrong, you're wrong, and you're hurting the engine, especially now in the cold weather. Switch to the lower viscosity. And, of course, special windshield washer fluid. We had a customer come in. What's, what's the freeze point of windshield washer fluid? And I, I had to go look because it's been so long. Uh, it's actually supposed to be rated for minus 20, but, you know, the blue stuff that everybody uses, but we're seeing a lot of people have freeze-up problems in that, um, you know, that doesn't seem to work either. So uh, they do make an orange windshield washer solvent specifically for Super Sub-Zero. To, I don't want to live there if it's that cold. That's the other problem I've got. Like, you know, hey, this stuff's good to 60 below. No, thanks. I'm going to Florida. I'll take my chances with the alligators. Uh, but in any event, think about a little cold-weather uh Prevention and uh, sub-zero driving tips, and that's courtesy of the Car Care Council. More information, I think it's at uh, carcarecouncil.org, if I were to take a, uh, a guess at that. And Tom will, so if Tom will give me the thumbs up. Carcarecouncil.org, Mr. Ray? Yep, that's a thumbs up from Big Tom, so do that. I'm Ron Anany, The Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. We're on the, the car doctor. Let's get over to David in Virginia. Return call 04 Dodge 2500. David, welcome back, sir. What's going on with this truck? David? Well, I don't know. It's yeah. still going to get well. <laughs> um, we checked the um, uh, zero to five, the fuel trim. It's in ratio. We checked the uh, engine heat. It's okay. We checked the uh, uh, water temperature. It's okay. And what we could not find out is when we was checking on the spark plugs, because there's 16 plugs in that engine, and the uh, even on the Internet, what the mechanic found, and I was standing right there beside of him, one of them shows a silver plug. The other one shows a blue plug. But they appear to have the same numbers, and it kind of threw him. And he's pretty well a top-notch mechanic around here. Right. But anyway, he had no idea how you put them in as a color code, where you start the front and go to the back. Uh, I'm not sure if they're all in a line or whether one drops below the other one in elevation. Right. Well, I'm, but, I'm uh, glad you called back, David. I actually did a little research that week after you had called, and in 04, I actually found a listing that talked about, now the champion spark plug number is an RE, Ralph Edward 14M Charlie Charlie 4, and they actually list that plug as being the only plug for that engine and all 16, all 16 spark plugs are the same. I've also found a listing on older models where they had a difference between the two, and I think that's where the confusion comes up. I believe in 04, all 16 plugs are the same. All right? And here's a reason why you've always got to do research, right? It's the things are changing so fast we can't keep up with them. What spark plug, what, do you remember, do you know what part number plug is in there now uh, between the two? Is, do you know what brand they are? No, they came from Chrysler. Okay. Um, I, I don't remember. Uh, I'd have to go out there and pull a boot off and try to get one of them to see well, what's, and they're hard to get off. Before you do that. I, I be, don't remember. Be, before you do that, if they came from Chrysler, 
Why can't he call the Chrysler dealer Monday and say, hey, I got these 16 spark plugs from you. Which one goes where? Because the, 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 factory, the factory parts guide will say one's under the coil and one's under a wire, and they'll break it down and explain what goes where. Why can't they do that? Well, yeah, we can't. Uh, never thought about that. But now, what was it you were breaking up? Because I'm on a cell phone. Right. Um, the numbers on that spark plug is what? To, to my knowledge, I did some research on this. To my knowledge, if this is a champion plug, which is what I believe that, that engine calls for, the part number is RE, Ralph Edward, 14, Michael, Charlie, Charlie, 4, RE14MCC4. And RE14MCC4, and all 16 plugs are the same. MC? MC, Michael, Charlie, Charlie, 4, and all 16 plugs are the same. So do this this week. Call Chrysler. Maybe they're the right plugs. Maybe they're the wrong plugs. All right? Let's get 16 of the right plugs in this. Call me back, and we'll take it to step two. All right, sir? All right. I certainly will. Appreciate you, and you all do a wonderful job. Thank you, David. Trying for you. You let me know what happens, and uh, give us a call back. I'm Ron Anning, the car doctor. We'll be back right after this. Every highway let me slip away on you. Welcome back. We're on the the car doctor. 855-560-9900 is the car doctor's 24-7 phone number. Keep it in mind if you've got a question. If you want us during the week, call 855-560-9900. Leave a message, and Tom Ray, executive producer, will call you back and get you in queue for the next live broadcast. We're here Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. Finishing up on the cold weather, um, Tom, you know, you do a lot of traveling. You're all over New York State in the cold weather, right, doing well, your, your I'm, FCC work? I'm all work. over New York State, and I'm, yeah. all, I'm also um, <clears throat> on top of mountains and in places where there are no people. Yeah, what do you keep in the car? Well, uh, when I pack the car in the morning to go, I'll usually take, uh, I take my big winter parka. I take the the official Ronananian uh, shop coat that I have. You have to take that. Of course, I have yeah, to take that. Have to take uh, that. I've also got a, a lighter coat than the uh, than the parka. I put some food in the car. I put some water in the car. I put a ham radio in the car just in case my cell phone fails and I have no cell phone signal. Right. Yeah. And uh, while I'm driving along, I also take a look to see where, where there's civilization because if I break down, where can I go that it's going to be warm and I can get some help. And the one thing that people don't seem to have drilled through their head anymore is when you're on the road and you break down, if you're in a remote area, you know, if there's three miles between you and the last safety checkpoint or the last service station or the last exit, three miles in bad shoes is an off. It could be 30 miles at that point. And three miles in sub-zero weather, you're dead. Right. So. And the road is a very, you know, I say it all the time, Tom. The road is a very unforgiving place. You know, it's one thing, July, 90 degrees, it's warm. Take the lawn chair out, sit by the side of the road, get a little shrimp going on the barbie, and uh, away you go. But uh, sub-zero temperature? Nah, you you just got to be so careful. So listen, America, 
If you haven't done so already, don't think because you got through this last snowstorm and this last round of polar vortex that your car is okay. If it's been more than a year since the battery was checked, if the battery's more than three years old, if it's been more than a year since you've had any sort of service maintenance other than oil changes, this week would be a great week to do it. So make sure you get it done. I'm Ron Anini in the Car Doctor reminding you, till the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.